Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. And with us in studio, James Price from the Better Business Bureau and also Michelle Boykin with Brackley Roofing. How are both of y'all doing this morning? Great. We're doing well. Well, good. So what all are we going to talk about this morning? I had a whole list of things you had to talk about, and I was going to go, I told Michelle, I said, let's talk about all the fraud and stuff in the in the roofing industry. But, you know, we probably talked about that on this show about 12 times in the last year, and hopefully everybody gets that. But I will start by saying I had somebody call me this week. He said he wanted to check on the business because he had given them $4,500 up front and has not seen them again. So I was talking to Michelle about that just a minute ago. She goes, well, you know, let's just talk about some of the steps that you can take in the roofing industry, actually in all industries, to kind of avoid some of those pitfalls. And so what was the first things that came to your mind, Michelle? Well, the first thing that came to my mind is don't be giving 100% of whatever that contract is to the contractor before they even get started. Uh, General practice is about 50% of your contract should be paid up front. But before you even do that, check the business out. If you don't know who they are, definitely check them out. If you've not seen their trucks around, if you don't notice who they are, you know, stop by the Better Business Bureau website. See what you see there. Check out that company's website. Drive by their office. Do they have a sign out? Are they legit? That's step one, really. I know a lot of times if it's an insurance job where you're replacing a roof, then often you won't ever exchange any cash with the actual roofing company because it comes straight from the insurance company. You know, if you already paid your deductible or if you don't have a deductible. Yeah, and I think, you know, talking with your insurance company, you know, do they know that this is a reputable company is important as well. Uh, We do mainly commercial, so it's a little bit of a different scenario for us. But yeah, with residential contractors, make sure that somebody knows who this company is and that they are, you know, a legitimate business. There's a lot of different things that, you know, you can look at within BBB or are those red flags coming up? You know, sometimes it's just like, did you do any research at all or did you just take it from Cousin Bobby that this is the people you need to deal with? And again, Rackley Roofing, they're in Tennessee. They've been here for a long time, obviously. Yeah, we've been around since 1974. Uh, We have five offices across the state, one here in Murfreesboro. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so you want to find a company that's been around for a while, has a reputation for, for being a good company to use. You know, there's good companies out there who are not accredited. I'll just say that right at the top. But in the roofing industry, there's thousands in Tennessee that are accredited. And Rackley this year, they're nominated for our Torch Award, too. There could be a lot of problems that develop with a roof that's not put on right. I would say pretty quickly, in fact, you'd be able to notice some things that went wrong if the roof wasn't put on right. Yeah, and there's questions that you can ask ahead of time. You know, what what does your safety plan look like? That's a big one because, you know, I know in my neighborhood where uh, there's new houses being built and I look over and I see, you know, folks on the roof and they don't have any sort of safety on at all. I'm freaking out as a, as a roofer going, why are you not wearing something to protect yourself from falling? But, you know, start asking a lot of questions. What's your safety plan look like? What is the plan for this? How long is it going to take? Uh, how many days? How many crew members is it going to be? Are they your employees? That's a big one. Do you know the people mm-hmm. that you're putting on my roof? Because, yeah, in other know, words, you don't want the uh, homeowner to be the safety net yes. for the roofing company. <laughs> Absolutely. But more than that, do you know the people putting on your roof? We hire our own employees. We don't subcontract. So I know the person that's going to be up on your roof, and I trust them, and I wouldn't mind if they were in my house with my own children versus just somebody that is in a truck and stops by, and I don't know who they are. So Rackley Roofing also offer babysitting? That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, James, what, what other horror stories do you hear in the industry of construction? There's two things that kind of brought to here. One of the things that Michelle said about, you know, they do mainly commercial. And there's commercial people that get scammed. Oh, yeah, absolutely there are. Yeah, that's a scary thing, too, especially when you own a business and you put your heart and your soul and all your money into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to make sure that you're using a reputable company that way as well. I'll have businesses actually call me. Some of them are even members of BB, and they'll say, hey, I just got scammed by this roofing company or this paving company or something like that. I said, well, did you look on <laughs> BBB first? <laughs> it's and like, really? The answer is what? No, I didn't think uh, about it. It's really surprising me how many of them do. And the other part about uh, commercial is, um, and you've probably seen this too, is that you go out and you, you deal with a, a company, and let's just say they have a warehouse and that kind of stuff. They are so busy doing their day-to-day operations and they get a leak on the roof and they mm-hmm. just say, just call somebody. I'm trying to deal with this, 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 and this. Yeah, the roof's leaking, get it fixed. And they don't put the kind of checks into something of their own property because they're too busy Mm-hmm. doing something else have you seen anything like that before yeah absolutely i mean we get calls all the time hey you know we called this roofer out there and it's the third time and you know nothing's changed and so we want somebody new uh, i think that one of the first things that you can do if you own a business and you're asking a roofer to come out is ask for proof that they have permission to work on the type of roof that it is because a manufacturer will provide letters that say hey this company is able to repair or replace this kind of roof so that's step one for that and then of course you know make sure that they have the correct insurance and all those pieces make sure that they are with the bbb in some level is also important but just making sure that they are a real legitimate company again is is important and if you have any kind of data usually a a roofing contractor can help you find out what's going on so let's say that you bought a building and you didn't know what kind of roof it is or what sort of warranty it has usually a reputable uh, roofing contractor can find that information for you you make it sound really easy to get a roof put on and find a good company but (laughs) i I guess in reality it, it could be that easy if you first do your research yeah absolutely well you know that brings up a good point right here i had printed this thing out today from our website it says watch out for free roof inspections and they're not all necessarily bad there are some uh, great reputable companies that do free roof inspections we uh, do sometimes depending on the customer and what they need you know if we've got a customer that's been with us for a while and they buy a new building obviously we're gonna help them out but yeah beware of that Uh, usually nothing is free so um, just be aware of that and and pay attention and a lot of times what will happen is they'll go up there and make your problems worse Uh, so that's something to watch out for make sure that you know the person that you're letting up on your roof you don't want problems that are worse than (laughs) what you started with yeah yeah be be careful too about you know people who knock on your door that's the ones who we see more problems with anybody they're just going door to door saying hey can i check on your roof and then the other part is be careful about giving people access to parts of you can't see so like let's say somebody wants to go in your attic or Mm -hmm. you know upstairs and then they come down and they go, you know, you got damage up there. And what you don't realize is that they went up there and did the damage mm-hmm. so they could tell you that it was, and it, that's happened. Yeah. If you've got somebody that's pressuring you to get on your roof or in your house or anything like that, definitely red flag. Tell them that you're going to call somebody to make sure before you let them do something. And usually they'll walk away. I actually had somebody knock on my door last week and they were asking to do the driveway. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, know, that's another one I hear a lot That's about. the number two. Roofing's number one. Driveways <laughs> are number two. Well, mm-hmm. it, it was just a guy with I, I didn't even see his truck so i don't know if he's just walking the neighborhood or what didn't have a uniform shirt on i, I mean just 
no identification, so it was just weird. They're just out to get WGNS employees because last week me and Brian talked about the same thing. He was out there doing the same thing, and somebody came up and knocked on his door. Yeah. You know, one of the things I want to cover really quick with Michelle is, you know, they do a great job of putting people to work. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen their Super Bowl ads from last year, but, you know, they really talk about, hey, you know, Rackley, they've given me a second chance. And when everybody thought that I couldn't do it, how do you find such good people? I think part of it is having a great culture and then other people want to join. Uh, so a lot of it is not necessarily recruitment, but it's uh, employees wanting their brothers, sisters, you know, daughters, sons to come work for the company as well. Uh, when you have a great culture, people tend to sort of come that direction. Like our Super Bowl commercial had last year, uh, quote was, they said, so it's the world says one thing, we say another. And uh, we want to break the status quo. We want to transform what the roofing industry looks like. And I think that we've done a good job of that and we'll continue to do that. We look for folks that really want to work hard and, you know, you don't have to have a degree, although I do from MTSU, but you don't have to have all the things that you might think that you need. You know, people sometimes are young and dumb and and we take that into account when we can. And we really just want people that want to work hard. In this day and age, it's hard to find good workers, it seems like. And with the unemployment rate so low, it's even harder to find employees at all. Yeah, it is. And I think that, again, having a great culture is one of those things that helps you retain folks and then also bring other people in. You want to work somewhere that you're happy. You want to work somewhere that you feel like you're part of something else or part of something bigger than yourself. And I feel like we've created that culture at Rackley. James, Better Business Bureau, are you hearing stories about companies having a hard time finding workers right now? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And one of the things that BBB has just started doing is we've started doing these uh, meetings with the state labor department on uh, apprenticeship programs. And for businesses, we not know this, the state actually has these apprenticeship programs and BBB is starting to partner with them and given information sessions. The last time we had one, I want to say 30% of the people who attended immediately got into an apprenticeship program with the state because they provide this format for the companies to get people an actual apprenticeship certificate saying, hey, I did this. And some businesses out there, they go, well, what if we train all these people and then they leave us? My answer is always, well, what if you don't train them and they stay? It's expensive to train good employees, you know, but I think it's worth spending the money on assuming that you can keep them. Well, you know, one of the things Michelle just said a minute ago was, you know, word of mouth. You know, people mm-hmm. want to come to work here. You know, Wes, who's locally down here, he's just fantastic, you know, and he has a great story with Rackley. And he, even if he doesn't tell you all the time, he goes, I'm just so <laughs> glad I'm here. And so I use that. And then you go back to if you guys ever read anything on GE. GE, they get rid of their 20% every year, the people on the bottom. They infuse new talent all the time. But a lot of CEOs across the nation came from GE. And so what these people know is that if I go to GE and I work for them, there's a good chance I could be a CEO somewhere else. And GE knows that. But they infuse the talent in the meantime. And so when you're working for a great company, Rackley, mm-hmm. they're going to get great people in there. Now, have you ever had people go out and start a new roofing company on their own because they go, hey, you know, I'm an entrepreneur? And- yeah, we have. And uh, I think that wanting to have somebody better themselves is a great thing, no matter what that is and what it looks like. And I, I agree with you. I think that it, it's more important to train somebody and then leave than you not train them and, them and they stay. That's a that's a terrible place to be. We do train our folks. We have a place called Rackley University at our corporate office. It's actually set up to look like a roof indoors and we can do training there. We actually just did uh, women in roofing training there last month. 
uh, where we brought a bunch of women in across the state, other contractors, and we trained on how to do TPO, which is a type of roof membrane for a, mostly commercial roofs. And um, yeah, as women, we got to learn how to do that and how to install that. And it was a fun experience for us. We had a lot of training, a lot of learning and had a blast with it. So I, I would say it says a lot for any company. If one of their employees decides to start a business similar to what they're in working for you, but it says a lot of positive things about you as an employer, I would think. Well, I think that, you know, yes, we have some folks that have left over the years and that's something that happens, but we're, all we're doing is elevating the roofing industry as a whole. And if we can have great competitors, what a great place to be. You know, Definitely. that just makes us have to work that much harder. It's and a great place. Again, you guys have been in business since the 70s. So you've seen a lot of change in the roofing industry for sure. And I'm sure there's all different types of roofs out there. I know everything from asphalt shingles mm -hmm. to <laughs> what is out there? Uh, well, I could just throw out a bunch of acronyms. There's something called EPDM, which is a black rubber, typically. TPO, which is a white membrane, PVC, then there's the shingles, then there's some of the things that we don't really get into, which is something called modified, uh, hot tar still exists. So there's a lot of different options, depending on the kind of roof system that you want. Now the hot tar, is that something that's typically used on like the flat roofs, like what we have here? Yes. So that would be something um, on a flat roof that was used more in the earlier days of roofing. Like 50s and stuff? Oh, uh, no. It's, I mean, it still happens today. It's just not as, as common. It's dangerous. That can cause fires, uh, that sort of thing. You see it a lot in the northern states still, just because they're limited on the kinds of, of roofs that you can put down based on the temperature. But yeah, here a lot of our roofs are EPDM and TPO. That's the tendency here in Tennessee, uh, just because it's easy to install and we live in an environment that we're not very limited on our temperatures because, you know, we only have a couple weeks in the winter that it's really, really cold. Again, Rackley Roofing. And do you guys also do the roofs that I see in like Arizona, California? They're, they're like ceramic or something. Ceramic tile. Uh, we don't do a lot of that. We do have a small company that we purchased back in 2017 called Artie Herbert and they do specialty roofs like that, but it's just not something that you see a lot here in Tennessee. Seems like it'd be too easy to crack. Very much, yes. You never want to step on those. They will break immediately. So I had a question, you know, lately on Facebook and some of these other things, you've seen these little ads come up where people are spraying stuff on your roof to make your roof last longer or something yeah. like that. Have, what's what's the story behind that? Uh, so that would be a coating. Mm -hmm. uh, those are very popular now. They're great for when you want to uh, extend the life of your roof. You're not ready to re-roof, but you need something. Not all roofs can allow that. Uh, in Tennessee, that again, it's something that, that can be used quite a bit. You just want to make sure that you know the company that's doing it, that they are certified again with the manufacturer of that coating because if you don't it can really mess some things up but yeah usually you want to do that over the entire roof you don't want to just do it in spots so it's almost like a recover was what we would call that so that's if your roof because i see some roofs that are like faded gray in some areas and they started out black yeah. would you go and spray something like that not necessarily i mean yeah it could be an aesthetics thing but a lot of times when you see that it's just from where the discoloration or something has happened as long as you're not seeing like areas where things are sort of being pulled up and you're seeing fibers in your roof that's really that's a point that you would need to re-roof y'all put like an underlayment of something 
under the actual asphalt roof or the shingle rather right yeah so um you would typically have something that's called a water shield that's sort of that's what's going to keep your uh, the moisture out and then there's some other pieces uh, there is a, something called an underlayment that goes on before the shingles do so if that's not put down then you got the problem of potentially leaking fairly easily absolutely yes have y'all heard about roofs being put down at the better business bureau or somebody calls and complains and says i just got this brand new roof but it's leaking already so one of the questions that came up is you know 30 year 15 year roof you know the mm-hmm. difference yeah. and, and so the company comes out and they put on this roof and they think they're getting a 30 year and they end up getting a 15 year how can somebody out there identify that really quickly that they're getting the right thing well you should be getting paperwork that says exactly what your warranty is and that would state you know 30 year 15 year whatever your contract should spell out exactly what you're going to get and that's what you should get mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times what people don't understand is that typically only applies to the materials. It doesn't apply to the actual installation of the roof. Most of the time, um, and I'm, I'm speaking from a commercial side, most of the time the contractor only holds a warranty for about two years and then it goes back onto the manufacturer. That's why it's important that you use a contractor that's local because if your roof leaks three years in, you're stuck with whoever they send out. You don't know the company. You don't know what's going on. And typically, if you're using a fly-by-night contractor that's you know, from another state, they're not here to help you out. So you want to make sure that you've got that in place. It's a little bit different in residential, but still, you want to make sure that you understand fully what your warranty is because 20 years, 30 years, it doesn't matter what that number is. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a contractor to help you out, it really is just a piece of paper. So it brings up two questions. The first one is, is like when they come out to install the roof, is do you go out there and like check the, the stuff that they're delivering and make sure that is there a way for you to know that that's the right stuff yeah so we have really great relationships with our distributors so we trust what they're bringing to us in the first place but yes you always want to check as a contractor you always want to check what's being brought to the job site to make sure that it's the right thing before you get started Mm -hmm. and then whoever's installing it also is looking at it to make sure that it matches and if it's a residential customer they can go out and they can kind of look at that is there a way for them to do that yeah Your contract should state, this is the type of roof, this is the kind of material that it is, and it should be pretty specific at that point when it's a contract. It may not be in a proposal state because you may not know, especially in this market, you don't know what sort of materials you're going to get. So it just may say this type of shingle or its likeness. But yeah, you can check that and see and go, okay, well, this matches what my contract says. Again with us this morning, James Price from the Better Business Bureau and also Michelle Boykin from Rackley Roofing. So is a 30-year roof really going to last 30 years? Um, it should, as long as there's nothing crazy that happens. I mean, Tennessee is a little bit of a, you yeah. know, an anomaly in, in the weather. So it really depends on, on what happens. But if you're taking care of it, if you're having it maintained, yes, it should last. Uh, hail storms are something that always seem to pop up every single year. How much damage do those actually do to a roof? You know, we see, again, on the commercial side, more damage when it's a straight line wind than we do with hail. Um, there's a certain kind of, of roof system that really doesn't do well with, with hail. Uh, but yes, hail can do a lot of damage to your roof. Um, but yeah, what we see a lot is straight line winds just pulling those roofs off completely. And a lot of people are switching to metal roofs because they like that farmhouse look. Is that a roof that's going to last longer than the typical asphalt shingle? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it would. I, it's one of those preference things. Do you like one better than the other? Um, I think if it was my house personally, now I, I moved into a house that was already built and already had shingles, I would want a metal roof. Um, but that's just an aesthetics thing. I don't think that there's necessarily, you know, one versus the other good or bad. Is the metal heavier than the shingle? 
Um, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it depends how big the roof is, yeah. how much... I mean, how much metal are you putting on the roof and all that and stuff? And the kind of metal. There's so many different uh, levels of, of metal and the thickness and all that. So it would really depend on, on what you're getting. And you need to check with your homeowners association if you have one because sometimes they don't allow those, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Can you imagine putting on a whole roof and then HOA <laughs> comes in and says, you can't have that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that actually happening. Uh, yeah. That would stink. Again, James Price with us with Better Business Bureau and also Michelle Boykin with Rackley Roofing. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.